Dispensing with all of the extra intros. Good morning. Today is July 30th. I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is my first podcast in a little bit of a while. For those of you tuning in for the first time, 
welcome. This is Freak Show Volume 2, Episode 1. Just like in a good book or a Stephen King It, you know, remake movie, sometimes you need more than one chapter. So we're flipping over the page, and guess what? We got a new chapter this morning. I uh, hope to have this up on SoundCloud. And while I was, you know, some people are like, well, you know, if you listen to his podcast, it really doesn't have a lot of structure and it doesn't really follow any set, you know, you know, the little picture on the page, you know, where you got like the dots and you go, okay, here's one, here's two. And you go, okay, it's going to make a picture. Not, not always the case. Sometimes it's just fly by the seat of my pants and sometimes it's not. And this morning is kind of one of those, the dots really aren't going to make a picture you can see without really seriously relaxing your eyes and maybe a little creative interpretation. Uh, like I said, welcome to everyone. Uh, volume 2, Episode 1, I am your host, The Freak. I'm pretty sure this is my first and only podcast I've done in July. Been off for a little bit of time recharging the batteries, if you will. And uh, we'd like to give a big shout out uh, to all of the people who took time out to, you know, send, you know, get well wishes, you know, send their their positive energy to me and the, you know, my family. Uh, obviously, to recap, for those of you who are like I said, maybe new to the show or don't know anything about me personally. Today is July 30th, 25 days ago. I was playing a tournament called the Bush Classic, formerly the Bush Pepsi, down in Little Rock, Arkansas. It's one of the, uh, for the region, it's, it's a really big tournament. It's a really big deal. You don't really, I mean, there's not really, you know, a Hall of Fame for the, the Bush Pepsi, but it's like I said, it's a, it's a really big deal because there are so many teams from the region that go there and it's not just Missouri teams. It's Arkansas, it's Iowa, it's, you know, Kansas, it's Oklahoma, it's Ohio and so on and so forth. So it's, it's kind of a big deal. So to go there and if you can, you know, win it or place, you know, top five, it's pretty big accomplishment. It's not like, you know, some of these local tournaments, like, well, we had seven teams, we placed top five. It's like, Okay, that's still an accomplishment, but it's a little bit bigger of a deal when you have greater numbers. Just like playing the lotto. It's like, yeah, I won the lotto. Dude, it was, you know, pick one or two, you pick the right one. You know, 50-50 chance. The odds are much smaller to win a tournament. Even if there's seven teams, they're still, you know, much tougher odds than one out of two. So enough with the math lesson. Uh, like I said, those of you who don't know you know, my story per se. I'm just, uh, you know, this casual guy played on, on a little team called Hyperactive, uh, the E-State ASA champions from last year, and the uh, current Silver 2019 NSA champions. Congrats to my boys for winning this past weekend in Jeff City. Coming back through the, the loser's bracket on Sunday. Finished 6-1 on the day. Double dip farmers something. I was not there, which was very disappointing. But uh, getting back on track, July 5th was playing down Little Rock, was 
playing with my team hyperactive and like I said the great thing is is you know you go down there and you know you see all these teams from all over the place and of course we were like one of the handful of teams that got matched up against the local team of course so we're playing our first game Friday night uh, seven o'clock start against dare uh, which the funny thing about that is everybody's like oh dare yeah which they put a, their own spin on it which is drugs are really expensive it's kind of a little tongue-in-cheek there so we're playing them and they're a very solid team they're a really good team uh, I know most of those guys from playing against them in league and you know over the years you know watch them progress as players from you know no experience to some of those guys are you know friggin lethal hitters and then Travis uh, Townsend who pitches for them most of the time one of the I'd say top three pitchers in the state, in my opinion. A lot of people say, your, your opinion doesn't matter. For this podcast, it does, so you will respect it. Okay. That's uh, enough of the Andrew Dice Clay. You will, uh, hey, uh, who did all the work in bed? Oh! A little in the way back machine there. So, like I said, we matched up against Dare, and for the most part, except for I think we maybe had a, an early lead, but then Dare, you know, built the lead. And it was a really hot and muggy day. It's, you know, July 5th. I mean, it's 4th of July weekend, in essence. You know, obviously the 4th was the day before. But uh, it's always really hot and muggy for this tournament. So we're playing. Uh, it's getting late. You know, even though it's 7 o'clock, the, the heat and humidity, or you're not going anywhere. So, you know, it's getting late. We're losing 10-6, 10-7 in that last half. We come in, uh, cut the lead to 10-9. to I come up with two outs, nobody on base. Uh, by this point in the day, I am three for three off of Travis. Uh, I got a, a bad hop, uh, ball that ate up sunshine at shortstop that trickled into the outfield. And I got, uh, a hustle double out of that. Uh, next time up, I had a, a double off of the, uh, fence, uh, partially because Twan couldn't see it because he had a tough sun field and left. So I got an RBI double on that. And then the next time up, I uh, hit a ball off the end of the bat, which was a, a single and an RBI. And then the last time up, like I said, there's two outs. And anybody who knows me knows my competitive nature. I never want to be the last out of a game or a tournament for my team. Obviously, this wouldn't have been the last out of the tournament, double elimination. But you can't go undefeated if you don't win your first game. That's, that's pretty cut and dry. So there's two outs. We're losing 10 to 9. And by this point, you know, I'm, I'm kind of sucking wind a little bit. Like I said, it's hot. Uh, I played a decent second base, made a couple of plays. I was hitting good. Uh, like I said, that uh, third at bat, I kind of got lucky. I hit a ball off the end of the bat. Travis, you know, made a good pitch, late, late movement, but I still got enough of it and flopped it out into the left for a single. So I brought up that fourth at bat. There's two outs. Bottom of the seventh, we're losing by one. And I'm like, he... He threw a, a perfect pitch, you know, perfect, you know, get me over strike the first one. So, you know, I'm autom automatically down in the count. And then the next pitch he threw was sweeping outside. And all day I had been pulling the ball. My first hit was a ball through shortstop. My next one was a ball basically about 10 feet off the line and left that hit the fence. And then my other one was, like I said, an off the, you know, off the end of the bat, you know, flopped it, you know, about... 40 feet past the shortstop in the left field for a hit. So Travis and I always like to sit there and talk, you know, it's like strategy and like, okay, this guy's pattern has been, this is what he's been doing. 
and then based on how he works me, you know, I can kind of think along with him, and anybody who knows me, it's like, yes, I like playing league, I, I, you know, play league like five nights a week, which, you know, much to the chagrin of my wife, but this was, you know, this is tournaments, this is, this is what you get up for, this is the fun part, I mean, this is, you know, competing against, I mean, you know, in league, you face some good talent, but I mean, for the most part, you know, it's not the same, you know, there's not that level of intensity, because it's like, either way, you're going to play your two games, and you're done, unless you pick up an extra game, because someone's short, but you know, you're having fun, you're working on stuff, you know, you're there to see, you know, friends, but I mean, a tournament's like, okay, this is where the real competitive spirit comes out, this is where I want to win, so I said, you got ahead of me, you know, nice pitch, I was trying to be, you know, trying to be smart, trying to work the count, maybe see if Travis, you know, be a little bit wild. Like I said, threw me a, you know, a perfect pitch right there, broke in, gave me a strike. Next pitch, threw, broke out, and all I'm all I'm thinking at that point is go with the ball. So I didn't try to pull it. Uh, normally in most tournaments people watch me play, they'll see I hit a lot of backsides, so that's what I did. I hit a ball right over the second baseman's head by about 10 feet. It was headed towards uh, right center, and Schmidt got over and cut it off to, to keep me at a single. So I'm sitting at first base, and I turned to Tim, who's our coach for Hyperactive, and I'm like, uh, this run means something. Get me a runner. Because for one thing, I'm like, I need something. If it's in the gap, someone faster than me is going to score. And two, I could not catch my breath. I mean, like I said, it's really hot out there. And, you know, I've been doing a lot of hustle. And, you know, people see me play. It's like, yes, you know, what I'm doing out there may not be pretty. But for the most part, I try to be effective. And, I, you know, I try to hustle. You know, set a good example. Be a good teammate. So at that point, I'm like, okay, I went and sat down on the bench. There's two outs. I sit down on the bench. I'm still trying to catch my breath. Next guy comes up, and either the first or second pitch hits the ball to the the warning track and left. Uh, Twan tracks it down, and that that's your ball game. We lose ten to nine. Disappointed, but uh, in the walkthrough line, you know, I was telling you know all the guys for Dare, I was like, hey, good luck. You know, hopefully we'll see you again. And after the walkthrough line, you know. Well, during the walkthrough line, I was kind of dizzy and still out of breath. So I took a knee over by the first base foul line because we were in the first base dugout. And a couple of my guys picked me up, helped me over to the bench. I sat down on the bench for a second. And I said, at this point, I'm really dizzy. And it's like, I just cannot catch my breath. The other team, you know, because there's a game right after ours at 8 o'clock. There's the other team, you know, kind of milling around. So I'm like, okay, well, I got to, you know, I just got to. I gotta I got go sit down outside the dugout in the grass right next to the fence. My stuff's already out of the dugout. So I go sit down, you know, lean up back against the fence, and I am dizzy, and I, I just can't, I can't catch my breath. So I close my eyes for a second. I lean over a little bit, and the next thing I know, I'm looking up from the ground level, and my teammates are all around me, and they're, you know, got concerned looks, and they're, you know, saying stuff to me, and it's like, it's like, what, I was, you know, I was just out for, you know, like, you know, 30 seconds, I'm fine, they're like, no, you've been out for like five minutes, which scared me there, because I'm like, okay, and then someone's like, hey, stay still, the ambulance on the way, and I'm like, oh crap, I can't afford an ambulance and a hospital stay, 
because I just got through paying off, you know, a hospital bill from a year and a half ago. So I'm like, so I, I try to, you know, push my way to a sitting position and, and stand up. And as soon as I get to, you know, almost standing position, my legs just buckle. And luckily there was like a chair nearby. It's like, okay, well, I'm just, I'm just going to sit here. And it's like, maybe I'll let the, the EMT people with the ambulance check me out. So they, they pull up, ask me some questions, you know, they start taking my vitals, and they're like, okay, you need to come with us. So I get into the ambulance, and they're like, okay, the hospital's six minutes away if we need to take you. And they, you know, get me all strapped in, they got, you know, all the leads and stuff on, and the one guy, you know, once they got everything all set up, you know, and they're, they're closing the back, they're like, you're, you're going to the hospital, you know, I gave someone, you know, Christy's number so they could call her because she was up here having dinner. So she was going to have to drive, you know, five and a half, six hours to come, you know, see me at the hospital because that's where I was going. Uh, and then in the ambulance ride, you know, in addition to being dizzy and out of breath, there's a just a terrific pain going from my shoulder all the way down to my wrist. And when I say terrific, it was not terrific in the least. But, uh... And one of the, the EMT guys is sitting there pointing at something on the monitor, and he was like, wow. And it's like, that, that's generally not a good sign. Anytime your doctor says, wow, that's not like, man, hey, you're doing fantastic. It's like, wow, that's, uh, that's, not, that's not good. So we take the ambulance ride. You know, things are, you know, getting worse. At least I'm feeling worse. They give me a couple of uh, nitros. Those really didn't do much. They gave me four things of morphine. That didn't do anything. So they got me to the hospital, to the ER, after an extended wait, because they had to wait for the cardiac cath uh, team to get there. Uh, they did a cardiac cath up through my right wrist. So everyone wanting to see a big uh, zipper scar on my chest, sorry to disappoint. But uh, that, luckily that did not have to happen. They went in, they cleared a blockage and in my right artery, and then they said in the process of clearing a blockage in my right artery, they saw something farther down, which was another blockage. Both were 100%. So the cardiologist basically explained, he was like, you must have had a, you know, a chunk of plaque in your artery, in your heart, that uh, somehow broke off because they're like the way the, the two blockages were formed, they go, we don't normally see that the way, you know, it was in your heart, because normally, I guess there's like a certain formation that it would be kind of like, you know, stalagmites and stalactites, you know, in a cave. If you have, you know, like buildup blockage over time, it looks different than, I guess, if you have a chunk that just, you know, gets stuck down there. Like, I guess if you have a milkshake and, you know, you like a chocolate chip milkshake and you get you know one of the chocolate chips stuck in the straw it's going to look different as opposed to if you had like hot fudge get stuck in there I don't know if that's the best analogy but that's what I'm going with so anyway I had the procedure done uh, it was about 10 10 30 whenever I finally got to the ICU room uh, Christy finally got there about quarter to four in the morning Luckily, her mom drove, you know, and her sister came with her. Her mom works in the hospital system. Christy is a nurse, as some of you may know. And then her sister is an EMT, so I was pretty well covered. It was uh, a very scary thing. We, uh, 
Yeah, I had some uh, irregular heartbeats on Saturday morning, so they were concerned about getting that fixed. And then I got released on Sunday afternoon. They sent me with uh, multiple prescriptions, which I filled and been taking. Uh, after contacting my two cardiologists when I got back, you know, they recommend cardiac rehab, which I'm going to bi-weekly, or twice a week. I'm not sure, bi-weekly? I think bi-weekly is every two weeks, but I'm going twice a week. So however that works out as far as the, the prefix on the weekly. So that's a, that's a catch-up on what happened. Like I said, I would like to thank everyone who reached out to me, whether it was a text message, a Facebook message, a, you know, a Facebook post, a call, you know, just, you know, reaching out to, you know, my wife, reaching out to my mom, uh, reaching out to my, my friends in the softball network and, you know, everyone I've, I've seen, you know, since then, cause I've been out to the ball field a couple of times, uh, seen quite a few people and, you know, filled everybody in on what's going on. But I can't thank everybody enough for the outpouring of support and, you know, just good wishes for, for me in my recovery. And it's truly, like I said, it was humbling and it was truly overwhelming, but in, in an incredibly good way. Because uh, like I said, I'm just this, I'm just this goofy guy who, you know, plays ball and, you know, goes and takes pictures at tournaments here and there. But uh, to literally get over 1,000 messages is just mind-blowing. But, uh, and when everyone asks, it's like, well, are you going to give up softball? No, 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 I'm not. Because, for one, softball is what has given me that kind of family and support network. So I'm never giving that up. And people are like, but, you know, your health is important. It's like... My health, they basically, the doctor said that because I am so active, it probably minimized the damage and that, you know, there wasn't, you know, it minimized the damage to my heart. So I should have a pretty quick recovery, which is awesome. Uh, and I should be back playing probably within the week, which I'm going to listen to what the doctors say and I'm going to listen to what my body says. But softball, people are like, how can you risk it? I'm like, people don't understand. What do I do when I need exercise? I play softball. What do I want to do? What do I do when I'm stressed out? I play softball. That is what relaxes me. And that is what brings me enjoyment. So why would I give that up? And people be like, well, you can umpire, you can coach. I'm like, oh, hell no. Anybody who knows me knows I hate umpiring. I will do it, but I hate doing it. And coaching just is not the same. And also, I played Indian ball this past Sunday. That's information to keep on the down low, just in case the, the wife hears this. Uh, but Indian ball, I basically stood there in left field. I moved about two steps three times, and every time I did, you know, all the crows in the in the gallery are like, rah, 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 rah. like, I took two steps, calm down. And then, you know, I was hitting the ball, and hitting the ball didn't cause me any discomfort. And I've been throwing the ball for about two weeks now. And throwing the ball is fine. It, it doesn't bother me at all. The only thing I have not done yet is run. So that's what's going to be big this week in rehab is going to try and 
you know, run a little bit. See if maybe I can uh, go down to Rollo, where my team is going to be defending their ASA state championship. See if I can't uh, at least be a reserve option, just in case it's hot. Or hopefully it's not hot, so I could be a reserve option, because if it's like 100 degrees, I'm be like, ah, I'm here just for looks. So, hopefully everyone's having a great week. Uh, I've got a lot of material to catch up on. Uh, like I said, I'm trying to go over to SoundCloud, and my goofy brain in my head, I'm thinking SoundCloud, and for some reason I'm thinking SoundClown, probably because I've seen trailers for the It movie that's uh, the last chapter due out in like September. But I thought that would be a really great name for a website, SoundClown. Hey, I may just go out there and I may just park the site, just be like, you know, at some point I'm going to be SoundClown. All right, everyone, thanks for listening, and uh, we will talk at you soon. Have a wonderful day and great week. And as, as, uh, as Queen would say, keep yourself alive. What would the BJs, BGs say? Um, you can tell by the way I use my walk. I'm a woman's man. No time to talk. No, wait a minute. Staying alive. Staying alive. There we go. So... There's a lot more, there's a lot better quotes, but uh, hopefully you enjoyed this and we will try and pump out some more content coming up in the next few weeks. Back on, back on track a little bit here. Again, I am your host, The Freak. This is episode, or volume two, episode one of the next chapter, and we'll see where this goes. Peace. <laughs>